This is Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From the UK, I'm Dave Knott, and joining me from New Zealand is Dave Wood. You've been looking again at your app, or potential app rather, ReadList, um, which is a, a an RSS reader. And I remember you were saying earlier last week that you, you sort of hit potentially a bit of a legal block. I don't know if that's quite the right way to, to sort of phrase it, but uh, something around EU legislation that could actually sort of impact your ability to to even even sell the app, even to sort of put it into to production. I don't know if I'm being overly dramatic about it or or overly cautious or, or what. I, I was um I wasn't even aware this legislation existed until I, I randomly stumbled across uh I think it's the Verge I was reading. I just stumbled across an article of theirs that talked about it. And I read it and I was like, oh, that sounds uh, <laughs> like it could be kind of problematic. Um, I don't know mm. whether it's one of these laws that is designed with kind of bigger people in mind rather than little old me sat here making an RSS reader for an iPhone, but potentially it, it could impact me. And, and, and yeah, sitting here now, I, I don't know if it will. I it, it's kind yeah. of up in the air, really. I'm I'm not really a legal expert by any means. So I guess just to summarise it briefly, it's kind of known as the the link tax. Uh, which is known as Article 15. Formerly, it was known as Article 11, apparently, according to this article. And it's kind of controversial, it seems. It looks like the EU have sort of approved it as law, and now it's up to, uh, I think, like member states to actually implement the law themselves. So I guess when they say that, they mean like France has to embed it within their own laws, and then Germany has to put it in their laws, and so on and so forth for all the countries, yeah? Yeah. The idea behind it, is that it's trying to get publishers more money. Currently, or sort of pre-Article 15, this article says, currently online, content providers are permitted to freely link to news articles on their websites without the the publisher's prior consent and without providing remuneration to the publisher for use of its publication. Article 15 seeks to level the playing field between publishers and online content providers. Um... The one that keeps cropping up and up and up in all of these articles that discuss it is Google News. Okay, so sort of take take an aim at uh, you know the, the big the big tech giant, I suppose. Um, yep. It says publishers will become entitled to negotiate fair licensing agreements and remuneration for use of their works online. Hmm. So apparently, Article Fifteen, Article Fifteen will not apply to hyperlinks and use of individual works or very short extracts. Um, okay. So I guess that means you could just put a plain hyperlink to it and a very yep. short extract. But what's not clear is to what extent that short extract becomes a breach of the legislation. Yeah. Is it for 10 words, 100 words, 50 words? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that would then apparently then put a, like an administrative burden on the online content provider to negotiate uh, like a license and sort of seek prior consent before featuring any article on on their platform. So again, like Google News wow. would, have to, would have to go to, say, I don't know, the Daily Telegraph or, or whoever, the New York Times. Well, that's yeah. probably American, so it might not apply. But um, but all the way down to, like, if it was just an individual blog. I guess. Is that, is that how far that would go? I, d- I don't know. This is it. It's, it's one of those things where, like, I suppose yes would be the technical answer, but then in practice, is it going to be like, you know, people like the Daily Telegraph or the Daily Mail 
are basically the ones that are going to be considered when this legislation's in effect and bloggers would yeah. maybe not be just because how could you possibly do that for all the sites on the internet it'd be impossible wouldn't it yeah would it be on an indiv- individual basis each time that could be that could be crazy yeah um, hmm. um so it's a bit of an interesting one really i mean google apparently yeah. have said that they'll just shut down google news in the eu if this goes through so just, uh, just won't operate it in the area looks like it so then i, I kind of i don't really use google news so my in, in, interpretation was of oh, so google's probably going around scraping content off of everyone's site and then sort of redisplaying it in their own ui under the banner of google news and you yeah. can understand content providers being like hey that's our stuff that you're ripping out and yeah. nobody sort of, ever comes to our site they just read that yeah that extract yeah um so you can kind of think well fair enough but actually i started using google news the other day just to try and get a sense of what's going on here and when I was using it, um, I clicked on some links and it took me through to their site. Right. So, you know, I, I got the whole, like, kind of what you'd see in the search results, really, but obviously on a bigger page because I was just on the Google News page. You know, little thumbnail image, title, little description. Um, yeah. What you'd expect to see, basically, a little snippet, a rich snippet of, of, the, of the article. Yep. Click it. So I thought, okay, this is where it's going to like load in the Google Newsified version. Um, but it didn't. It just linked me to the the publisher's website. Hmm. I mean, surely that's great for the publisher because Google is just like sending floods and floods of traffic to them. Yeah. To their website, and it's on their website that they stand to make money because they can run ads, they can do sponsorships, they can do membership things, try and convince you like, hey, you know, sign up and come back and you know get more articles that you know all, all that kind of stuff so yeah. I, I don't really i don't really get it um but all this is to say i'm obviously i'm was thinking and sort of starting to develop uh an rss like a newsreader for for ios and the mac and one of the main components of it was going to be a, a directory to help people sort of find things to read because i think rss readers are great and sort of Techie people can understand them quite well, from what I can understand. Yeah, but I've used this example a lot on this show. But like, my parents wouldn't have a clue. They would not have a clue where to start with one. Um, yeah. So I kind of thought, well, you know, a, a nice directory to suggest sites that you could subscribe to. Then maybe like a little curated list of articles on a certain topic that's sort of topical at that time. Um, and that kind of puts me in the same boat as Google News, really, from what I can understand, albeit I'm probably not a, a big enough fish to worry about, but yeah. a, a potential legal block. I don't, again, I, I, I could be like massively overreacting, but I don't know. Yeah, this is sort of, I mean, it on face value, that does sort of feel to me like this wouldn't be something that would really affect you, because it just doesn't feel like it would, but that's not, that's you know. That's a gut feeling. That's not any sort of basis in checking the legalities or anything like that. Mm. It, it kind of feels like it's almost directly introduced to kind of be, be a stick to whack Google News on the head with <laughs> <laughs> and that sort of stuff. Um, and a bit like GDPR in the, like, you know, it's there and everything else, but unless you're, you're worth going after, as it were, um, or that somebody 
you know, reports you in some sort of sustained and major way, then it doesn't really affect people on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. But that's the problem. It's like, well, it could. And uh, then, you know, I guess if you're at the stage of like just thinking about beginning to start the project and you've got that in the background, does that kind of colour your view on, on sort of if you're going to you know, put too much effort into this project or do something else? Yeah. And if it wasn't that I think the directory is going to be a real cornerstone for the app, because I think without it, it's probably not a lot of point in the app because there are apps out yeah. there that already do exactly what mine will do in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I mean, mine could be different in its UI and I could argue that it looks nicer and mine's way more tasteful and all of that stuff. But I don't know. I feel like I'd just be building something someone else has already built. So, yeah, it's, it's difficult to know what to, what to do, really. I think a, a th- one thing that plays on my mind a bit is that I'm not sure how I'm actually going to be releasing these apps, um, whether it's going to be as an individual or, or what, really, because obviously last time I did anything on the App Store, I had a, a limited company, and that kind of brought its own legal protections with it. Yep. But sort of once bitten twice shy with it not working out um, and the costs that I had to keep paying to keep that limited company afloat, the accountancy fees, etc. And basically when I had apps that were in the store kind of languishing, I'm hesitant to put myself in that position again. So I don't really want to be pursuing an app that could potentially have legal issues like this um, if I'm going at it as an individual. Yeah, if you've so not got that protection of the company, then... Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think if the app started to do well and they did so for a sustained period, I would transition it to a limited company anyway, just for you know, probably, like, there'd be financial benefits as well in terms of tax and other things, I'm led to believe. But, um, yeah, it just, that gives me pause. Yeah. and it, Yeah, so I'm, I'm just kind of thinking, do I, what do I do? <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll send a link to you in a minute and I'll put this in the show notes. It's uh, Google actually provided a preview of what Google News would look like if this legislation comes into effect. And it looks like it has. It just has two years now for the <laughs> member states to implement it. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm guessing you've seen that, the link, given that you're laughing. Yeah, that, that, uh, it's, a, it's like a blank page, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> it's got like the little quite content dramatic, boxes. Though. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. they've done it clearly to prove a point and they wouldn't waste that amount of real estate on the screen if they actually did it like this but you know the image no. is gone the text description is gone <laughs> and all that's left is a hyperlink of the name of the publication uh, yeah that uh but i guess that illustrates kind of some of their worry yeah um, hmm apparently uh and this is all from what i've read so obviously do your own research but Apparently in France, the legislation has gone into effect. So an article from September says Google refuses to pay publishers in France under first link tax legislation. So it says that the tech giant will instead remove the short previews of news stories. So I wonder what it looks like through a uh, through a French proxy or something. You could take a look. It kind of feels like there's going to be, to me anyway, from just reading this, it kind of feels like it's not over. Like this story isn't yeah. over. You know, Google's probably going to refuse to pay and then it will go back and forward and back and forward. And it's like, I'm thinking, do I want to be caught up in the middle of that? 
yeah, even if it's just a case of, well, you're on the edge of it and like, it doesn't even have to be a case of somebody reporting you or you having that interaction. If you know that it's possible for, for there to be that negative interaction and to be under that, hmm. then like I said before, that's going to color how you think of developing the app and, and putting your time to it as well. So for me, it kind of feels a little bit like this would indicate if there's something else for you to work on, go and work on that for now. Yes. And And I'll come back to this idea later. That's basically where I'm at. Um, And luckily, (laughs) I've got an app idea on the shelf, otherwise known (laughs) as Project Synapse, which has been discussed many, many times on this show. So I've I've kind of picked that up and, yeah, go, go go in with that for now. It's not to say read lists won't happen. I think... By the time Synapse is done, um, maybe this will all be over and there'll be some clarity. But at the yeah. minute, I just feel like the uncertainty surrounding it at the minute um, could be a problem. And yeah, given my sort of motivations for making these apps and all of that, I feel, hmm, yeah, probably it's, 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 best to leave it maybe for now. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like it's worth you... I'm putting a load of time and energy into over this year and then you know, getting to a point of releasing only to sort of have to go, oh, do I now just exclude every country in the EU, for example? And like, that doesn't work. You know, you can't just lock people who are using it out in the app store and do that. You've also got to control it from a from a how the app works basis, haven't you, as well? Yeah. So for, for everybody else content providers that are in the eu you would need to to cut them out and it's not just the eu i think looking at wikipedia's article because i loaded that up a second ago um the uk is also highlighted in green because the uk was in the eu at the time of voting on it and will have chosen to have adopted those laws as well so yeah it's it's not pretty actually um the the sort of impacts of, of that potentially yeah um yeah i, th- I just think I'm, I'm just best off to move on for now it's something i would like to come yeah. back to and it's it's an app i would like to make but then it can't I, I was thinking like surely there's loads of rss readers out there they're not all going to like go out of business because of this but then i guess no. if you're just a pure rss reader and the app pulls in a feed displays whatever's in the feed that's kind of fair game really isn't it because if you don't want it to be out there, don't put it in the feed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and, you know. It's when I'm. It's when you start trying to be more like a news aggregator, I guess, which is kind of where the direction of read list was heading. Yeah, um, that's when, and and these articles actually call out news aggregators will be impacted many times. Right, I've, I've read it in several different articles. You know, it will impact news aggregators, um, and then it gives Google News as the example of a news aggregator. But hmm. Hmm. yeah. Time to put that one uh, on the shelf a bit, I think, and just let this storm pass and see where we are maybe in 12 months or 18 months. See where we go from there, I think. It's a shame because I think, like, I don't know if it was last episode or the one before, I was like, yeah, back for the new year, raring to go. I've had a big think over Christmas and I'm going to... Because before Christmas it was like, do I work on Project Synapse or do I work on Readlist? And I'd sort of yeah. dip my toe in both. And I came back and I was like, yeah, read list. Read list is the one. And now it's like I've read this. And I'm like, damn it. And I've done a complete 180. <laughs> um, better to find out now than like three or four months down the line, I suppose. 
And I just found out about this by total chance, just from like reading the news. Hmm. I kind of felt a bit silly, really. Like, why didn't I know this was a thing? This has been going on for ages. It's like been going backwards and forwards in the EU Parliament and things like that. Yeah. I guess, yeah, just somehow passed me by. It's probably managed to miss UK news, given sort of current events. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brexit, Brexit, <laughs> Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you'd think maybe with this being an EU law, it might actually come into the conversation. I don't know what's going to happen when we leave, whether we'll um, take the EU's, that part of the EU law with us, or we'll just ditch it. it I, I don't know. It, Like I say, judging on a very, very shallow read of the Wikipedia article, it looks like the UK was behind the law. Like, you know, yes, this is a good thing. So... Mm. Um, it's probably one of those ones that will get folded into UK law as that process sort of gets straightened out, I guess. Uh, I don't get it, though. I don't get it, because Google is just, like, sending loads of traffic to these sites. Yeah. And, and, and apparently they're complaining about that. I guess maybe their complaint, some of the complaint is that, well, look at the money Google makes from ads. And they're not seeing any of it. And they're showing, their con- they're showing publishers' content around yeah. their ads and then they're like well if our content is kind of what's making that page for which your ad can live on surely we deserve some of the money from you know the ads or whatever and yeah i suppose with me with readlist if i one of my thoughts was maybe i could run ads as well especially if i break the directory down into categories i could have some quite targeted ads similar to what like overcast does yeah um i guess you they could the similar argument could be made there or, yeah, I guess so. Or even just like, well, you know, part of the appeal of your app that is paid up front is this directory, and all of these sites make up the directory, therefore we're making up a lot of the value proposition of the app, therefore we're entitled yep. to the money. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, I, can, I can see the art- argument being made. Um, yeah. It's one of those like where I'm not sure how that would play out sort of in practice, but it, it's kind of... It doesn't have to actually happen. It just has to be a potential yeah. for that to then cover color how you um, how you go about working on it. Yeah, I mean, I guess this uh, uh, whole little speech I've just done here isn't really me telling it the way it is and all of that. It's more like kind of a bit of an appeal for any information. If anyone else knows a bit more about this than than what either of us do, um, yeah, please yeah. let me know because I'd, I'd love to know more about it. I don't feel like I know enough about it yet. I've made the decision to stop working on Readlist for the moment until I know more about it. Yeah. Because I've said I want to put months and months of development into something that then could have a legal block. All right. So I guess this could count as almost follow up, couldn't it? Um, last week we spoke about what you were up to with GoVJ and that you set it free. Um, hadn't made any changes to the app, just it was paid up front. Then you set it to free just to see what see what happened to see what kind of download numbers you got um yep. what's going on with that where, where are you at what's happened so when i initially did that um i had i had a few things i had a couple of things about um just trying to figure out okay if i was to go free what will actually happen to the app will i will i continue to make any money or not and, and obviously we spoke last week i'd set it to free i was starting to get some numbers and i was pretty excited because it looked like things were potentially going to be an awful lot better for doing it and um anyway a long story short over last weekend i saw 
massive spike in in installs um and i i, I thought i'd kind of um managed to keep a lot of the the sites that sort of report price drops you know at bay uh by sort of stepping down the price uh, for the first couple of days but actually as soon as, as soon as it went free it had another cycle on a load of those sites and the spike i saw last weekend was definitely a spike so what's happened is is over the last week those quite high numbers which was sort of on the 500 installs a day um then stepped down to 250 then stepped down to 125 and they had this sort of like almost 24 hour half-life um and now i sort of seem to be hitting the uh around about the 50 installs a day sort of mark which is not as amazing as 500 but there's still something there in terms of like okay i can probably this isn't gonna work any worse than being paid up front has okay if that makes sense so that by the time i'd sort of reached that level of drop off though i was already sort of developing the the update um that would then change the uh change the app um, and that update is essentially I've just put a very basic watermark into the app that sort of sits over the output, and um, then the uh, with that with that um, watermark, the user is able to press a button to then pay for the in-app purchase to then remove the watermark and use it um, use it without that in the way. So a very very simple thing they can use the app otherwise get a feel for the app. It's got all the effects, all the features, but if you want to actually perform with it, then you know you, you're probably going to want to remove that watermark. Yeah, so I've been putting that together, and um, that was pretty much done by the time this sort of like uh, traffic number of installs kind of dropped down to to that fifty a day. But that might not be uh, so bad if it could stay at about fifty. No, it's still. No worse off than I was for paid up front, and actually, it's easier than to sort of say, "Hey, you want to check out the app? Just download it, just install it." Yeah. So, and yeah, last week were you saying you? I think it. You said it averaged about point eight sales a day if you looked at what you got over a week, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so there's a potential with um with the right conversion rate to do better than that, even on fifty installs a day. Yeah, I mean, at five percent, you could more than double your money almost yeah yeah potentially but there's a bit of a trade-off in that i think the the in-app purchase has to potentially be a bit cheaper than the original paid up front price was so this could end up sort of meeting in the middle okay um yeah so i don't know how i feel about this yet that's kind of very much kind of uh i've literally just pressed the button just before this call to sort of release it and um, I had a laugh just before we went to sort of talk about this because I have received two two contacts. I've I've received an email from somebody who has previously bought the app um, and wants to know what what the score is because they don't really expect to have to to get rid of a watermark. Um, so I'm going to have to handle that. I, I kind of have gone quite bullish into this. Um, and wasn't really going to to drop previous paid upfront customers into into this. Um, I guess I should have put a bit more thought to that, but there was an element of the app has been paid upfront for quite a long while. 
and obviously you don't make any upgrade pricing off of anybody and i thought well okay if i price the watermark nominally maybe there's a conversation to have um, but yeah. understandably one of the first people to hit that has kind of gone hey mate you know what gives um so i've got a a bit of support to do there and something to figure out i think maybe maybe there's something i can build into my restore purchases feature that would uh give previous paid customers the the watermark yeah i suppose worst case you can just chuck a promo code at them right uh yes can you do good that question. purchases i think you can I'm unsure really unsure i thought you could at one point um um yeah but anyway, I'll figure something out for that one. And then the the other bit of, um, and and that was, to be honest with you, I wondered, and, and part of the reason for being so bullish was to sort of find out as well. Yeah. Um. So yes, I can generate a promo code for the watermark, and I can probably just give that to that that person who's contacted me, and that might be the best thing to do for now, and to sort of remain bullish, depending on whether I end up with like a thousand emails about this, which feels unlikely to be honest with you, um, then I can, I can handle it like that and give them promo codes. Um, yeah, but that, that then stops me having to sort of do any kind of like download the receipts and uh, check versions or dates or anything like that with it, um, which still feels like a bit of a black art to me, but I guess it's one of those things that when you've done it, it's, um, it's not actually that hard. So anyway, I'll... Uh, keep that one as a potential if i get a lot of complaints then i'll go and do the dev and go and get the thing sorted and i and again i'm prepared to take the uh the negative reviews i guess is is the uh the potential of that the other side of it and the thing i was really trying to get a grip on is i've seen like maybe two and a half thousand installs in the last week and all of that was free free installs um and I didn't have the opportunity to try and convert any of those free installs to to a paid um, situation at all. Now I do, and I've literally just had a second um, piece of uh, support email that was, um, if this is now free, then why then why do I have to pay to remove the watermark? Sounds like false advertisements. Okay, I mean, again, fair enough if that's a paid customer talking to me, and I, I can try and establish that when I make contact with them. Um, but if it's one of the people from this last week, then I'm sorry, but you know, apps do cost money to, to be developed. So I sort of feel very much already like I'm straight into the hot seat in terms of <laughs> running a, a freemium app. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's literally during this call. So I think to sort of sum up my initial reaction, I may have regret before this day is out. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very much. You can't please everybody. That's that's the other thing. You know, I mean, like for paid upfront customers, I get it. If you paid certainly within the last couple of months or so, um, then I can see the argument of like, well, this watermark is obnoxious. Please don't do that to me. I've just paid you. Yeah, fair enough. If you bought it four and a half years ago, well you would probably have paid an upgrade on any other traditional software in that period of time to keep running the latest version. Um, so I think sort of the argument to sort of be f- forever, 
you know, kind of grandfathered or whatever the appropriate phrase is into the new the new situation. Um, I could make the argument that's actually a bit unreasonable. You know, give do I still give these people the the full app for free forevermore in perpetuity for the next ten years, or if I'm still running it, you know, fifteen twenty years? How long do you do you do that for? Um, mm. my Twitter thread the other week about um, trying to find out about conversion rates kind of descended into a bit of this argument, and I think we touched on this last week, but. I guess I've come round to the idea of like, well, if I don't charge anything to keep it running, then I am constantly kind of taking the hit on that, I guess, in the long run. Um, Yeah, I mean, hmm. even if it's just the work every year you have to do to make it work on iOS 14 and 15 and 16. Yep. You're not getting paid for that. That's before you talk about features. Yes. These people are then going to get extra features for nothing. I don't know. I mean, like, one thing I'm bearing in mind right now is that um, there's an element of your support emails and feedback and that sort of thing is always driven by that sort of, like, 5% of people, and then everybody else is fine. So I'm I'm kind of taking everything with a grain of salt, and uh, I'll, I'll reply back to people after this call and then sort of just try and stay fairly chilled about the change over the next day. And if it turns out I've monumentally stuffed up and everybody hates me, then I'll do something about it, you know? Yeah. Just reading here um, about the in-app purchase promo codes, it says you can give away up to 100 promo codes for each in-app purchase item. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, you'll probably find that will smooth out the angry people that come through i can't imagine i have anywhere near that number no can you no i don't think so i think this is actually where i discover the hardcore user base that has bought the app and is actually using it for something um that they do all the time um and those people are of course going to make contact with me and, and if i turn that on its head this might be a better opportunity to kind of put my arm around those people a little bit and uh and find out more about them yeah so, you know, certainly in my gift to sort of reach out and say, hey, we can sort this out. Um, and also, you know, by the way, how are you using the app? You know, <laughs> and find out that because that's the other thing is you hear from people when they have a complaint, you get a review or I get a review once in a blue moon that's either positive or negative, usually without a not, not a lot of detail. Um, so there is also that kind of flip side that a change like this, and support emails like this also then means a chance to sort of say, hey, you know, can you tell me a bit more about yourself? And I think that's useful. That's that's good for me to know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, it'll be interesting mm. to see, uh, <laughs> see how today goes for you. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a hot seat. Um, yeah, but, uh, but then I think you might. it might, from your point of view, it might seem like awful for the first day or two, but it won't last very long yeah these things have got quite a short lifespan haven't they yeah. i would have thought and those that do get in touch you can help yep and like you say potentially learn even more about them get them on board for version two and that may even give you a sense of the size of the market for version two as well you, you know we just don't know do we and no. in the meantime hopefully you'll keep on seeing that 50 installs a day and maybe a good five percent of those might convert um, and it puts yeah. it in a better position then than it was. Um, 
Yeah, because I mean, that is the other thing is, is there is a call for me to make here that sort of says, well, okay, if I can only ever make this amount of money with the app, am I happy putting a load of time into developing version two? And yeah. To keep adding more features. And, and if, if the limit is what I had, then actually that argument is, no, I'm not happy putting a load more um, energy into it and I need to be sensible and, and, you know, kind of sunset the app, actually. I mean, like, I'll keep it running until I've set something else up and put my time in something else that's going to make a, a better amount of money. And then it makes sense to sort of say, well, okay, if that other thing is doing better, that deserves my time. And then this this original app would need to be um, to be cancelled and to be withdrawn from the store. Yeah, um, and you may find your time is better spent on things like AirSync or this running thing that you were talking about or stuff like that. yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but this is a I, good I feel, way to actually get that information rather than doing it on a hunch yeah exactly exactly and I, I feel like I've not had enough information to make any sort of reasonable calls about the future of the app about where to take it or anything like that and um, yeah in another two or three weeks time I'll have a much firmer view on that um, so yeah I think this has probably been the right thing to do maybe I could have made the landing a bit uh, softer for originally paid customers um, but in all honesty I did kind of want to poke the bear and find out so <laughs> <laughs> well you know, if, yeah. if your emails catch on fire today tomorrow the next day you can always look at doing the whole receipt validation thing and yeah you know flip a flip yeah. a bit for the in-app purchase if they've already bought it yep and so there's you a know, way out if I had to, I could also spin up a version that locks out the uh, the watermark, you know, in a matter of like 20 minutes um, and then put that through App Store review. So if I had to just stop the complaints, I could do that as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of, kind of interesting. I put a bit of time a few months back into using um, Fastlane, setting up automation for screenshots um, and that sort of stuff. And... Actually, I did all of that, and then I never released the the sort of up, update that I thought I was going to release to to kind of you know give me the build to do a load of new screenshots in the store and that sort of stuff. It's, it kind of just sat there, and I got to the end of this development for the in-app purchase and had that whole moment of like, oh yeah, screenshots. Kind of want to do those, update those. Went back to what I'd done, um, and I, I within about another 15 minutes worth of work i had all of the screenshots going into frames um so they're framed and they have a gradiented background and they have text put over the top of each of them and this is in all the different size glasses amazing um yeah (laughs) and then you know another 10 15 minutes later of running the script i had all of them generated uh so this there's been one cool thing actually with this release is I've, i've kind of put that um put that into practice and that automation has been worth it. It's been well worth the time. Oh, that's uh, cool. That's, yeah, proper lesson learned. So, again, if I had to, to change anything and spin something up quick, um, I can run off screenshots just with a click of a button, pretty much. Yeah, that's nice. That's cool. That's like uh, current and future you thanking past you big time. Yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of feel like that's going to be a, a staple of every um, every app I do now is, is to just sort of automate the screenshots. Yeah, I must pick your brain on that actually with <laughs> my, <laughs> my stuff because it yeah it sounds like a no brainer. It really does. 
okay we'll call that a wrap if you've enjoyed today's show it'd be great if you could leave us a review on itunes or if you could leave us a recommendation in overcast by hitting that star button that will help us reach even more like-minded people Um, also we have our slack channel we'd love to invite you to join our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out if you'd like to join uh, just leave us a message on twitter at wfr podcast and we'll get you signed up so dave before we run off where can people find you you can find me on twitter at dw roboheads that's roboheads spelled with a z and you can find my apps at roboheads.com again that's roboheads spelled with a z how about you dave you can follow me online at davenot.co.uk or on twitter i'm at underscore davenot.com